circle, yes, we rotate 360 degrees, high, high, 360 degrees, high, high, 306, 306, 360 degrees, high, high, Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members and graduates of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. Broadcasting from right here at KPFA in Huchin, occupied Ohlone Territory, also known to settlers as Berkeley, California. Tonight on Full Circle, we take a trip south to Delano, California to walk with the United Farm Workers. The UFW has set out on a pilgrimage from Delano, California to Sacramento for the governor's signature on AB 2183, the right to be able to unionize free from intimidation and harassment. On tonight's show, we'll hear an interview with UFW President Teresa Romero. We'll also hear from UFW veteran and civil rights veteran Dolores Huerta. And we'll also hear some sounds from the event kickoff from the 40 Acres site here in Delano, California. All that tonight on Full Circle. I'm your host, Freewell and Franklin, coming to you from Delano, California. Keep it locked right here to KPFA. All right, again, welcome to Full Circle the weekly show produced by apprentices and graduates of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. My name is Freewellen Franklin, and I'm your host tonight. And tonight we are sharing some sounds from the UFW and their march slash pilgrimage to the governor's office to demand his signature on AB 2183, the right to unionize without fear of intimidation or retaliation. The march will be 24 days and 335 miles in the summer heat of the Central Valley of California. To get some more background on this pilgrimage, let's check out this interview with the United Farm Workers President, Teresa Romero, produced by First Voice graduate, Sarah Blanco. Hello, I'm Sarah Blanco, and joining us today is Teresa Romero, President of the United Farm Workers, the UFW. She has been president for over three and a half years. She was formerly the secretary treasurer for the UFW, and prior to joining the UFW, she managed a construction company and a law firm that helped workers with immigration and workers' compensation claims. She is an immigrant from Mexico. Teresa will be talking with us about the upcoming march from Deleno to Sacramento a pilgrimage for 24 days and 335 miles, where people will walk from Deleno, California to Sacramento, starting on August 3rd. And it is for California Governor Gavin Newsom's signature on AB 2183, the California Ag Labor Relations Voting Choice Act. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you very much, Sarah. Can you 
start first with maybe sharing one story, just something that's notable for you as you went along your journey to becoming the first Latina and first immigrant woman to become president of a national union in the United States. Something that comes to mind. You know, Sarah, when I um, started working for the union, I thought I was going to be working for the union for a couple of years. Uh, it was at the time where the recession started. One of the first things that goes, you know, slows down is construction. So I decided, you know, that I needed to find a job just in case. And I started working with the union thinking I'll be here for a couple of years and then I'll go back to my business. When I started talking to the people that we represent, when is when I started interacting with them, when I started just understanding the challenges that they have, I thought to myself, I'm not going anywhere. And of course, I never thought I would become the president of the United, the United Farm Workers. I remember my dad was very ill when the union uh, decided that I would become the, the, you know, the person that was going to succeed Arturo. And I went to see them because I got a, a, a um, note from my sister that he was not responding. So I went to see them and I'm talking to him and I'm telling him, I, pro I hope he's proud of me that that uh, the union has decided that I was going to be the president of the UFW. But my dad had no reaction. And like at three o'clock in the morning, he wakes up. He has a big smile because we all are there. He doesn't realize that he had not, he had, you know, how ill he is. And when he... When I uh, was giving him something to eat, all of a sudden he stops and he says, how come you're going to be the president of the United States? And I thought it was just so, you know, in his, in his unconsciousness, he heard what he wanted to hear. I was sharing, I'm going to be the president of the UFW and I hope he's proud of me, but he heard something else. So he went to his grave thinking that I was going to be the president of the United States. <laughs> Oh, what a beautiful story. I love hearing especially yeah. that um, that you had to ha were able to have that conversation and also that it sounds like it's all of the good work that UFW has done and the people themselves and the workers themselves that, that really helped you uh, stay motivated to, to want to do the job. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, it's, and you know what? They still motivate me to continue to do the job. There are big, many challenges that we have to face. But knowing at the end, I, I remember another thing. There were times at the beginning when I was so frustrated and I would get home and, and I would say, why am I doing this? Why did I say yes? And one day my daughter says, why do you say yes, mom? And my immediate answer without even thinking about it was for the benefit of farm workers, of course. She said, okay, so that's why you're doing it. <laughs> but it, it they, they, they keep me focused. They keep me grounded. They motivate me as uh, to, to work harder because they work so hard to put food on our tables. They are the people that, that we need to be thinking about because without them, we wouldn't have the food that we had, that we enjoy every day. Absolutely. And let's be real, the challenges that farm workers faced long before the COVID pandemic um, were extreme, right? Um, many workers don't face a lot of those challenges. You know, farm workers have a difficult job and have had it for many decades. And when the pandemic hit, 
um, we we were so blessed that we had supporters that donated um, masks that we could distribute to farm workers, and especially in the farms that uh, we don't have a contract because we knew that that's where they were going to need them. They gave us uh, uh, um, cleaning supplies, and, and we were able to distribute that. But unfortunately, you know, I had the benefit of being able to work remotely. Many of us did. They didn't. And because also they're mostly undocumented, all the programs that were approved by the federal government excluded farm workers because they're not documented. And it was, you know, adding insult to injury. They're working in, in some areas where the temperatures, as you know, uh, are getting hotter and hotter in Washington and, and Oregon. We're having temperatures right now of 110 degrees where that that wasn't heard of. And uh, we have been able to pass uh, laws that would protect farm workers now also, including Oregon and, and Washington, to protect them from the from the heat, the high temperatures where they could have a rest period where we can, they can ensure the workers are going to have fresh water, cold, fresh water as they work during the day, where they're going to have a shaded area. So when they have lunch or they have a break, they have a shade, shaded area where they can rest for a few minutes. That has saved lives and will continue to save lives. But we, we need to add to that the fact that the fires the last few years have been... Um, tremendous and farm workers continue to work in areas where this the, the the air quality is is horrendous but again we have been able to receive donations of n95 masks that we have been able to distribute to those areas and making sure that the workers are aware of the rights and know that that wearing the mask it's going to protect him some from the, the, the air quality, but it's not an easy job. It's, the challenges are there and are every day. Um, and we we represent, we I have the honor of representing people who work hard, give it their give it their all, and and are proud of the work that they do. But we want to make sure that these workers are recognized and they have the same um protections that other workers have. And when you have in places like Oregon, uh, the, the, the law says that a 12-year-old can work in the fields. It's just, tell me any, any, other, any, any other job that a 12-year-old legally can do. It's just not, not fair. And the idea that, you know, a lot of us got to work from home, whereas they had to go in. Who knows what kind of conditions they were traveling there in with other people, right? Couldn't isolate potentially either at work or in transportation or even at home. I mean, I also think about just some of the basic work of stooping or to be hunched over for any long period of time. So the struggles are definitely many. And so Cesar Chavez and Dolores Huerta had long been fighting for some basic things like water and um, and bathrooms and such. Just the idea that climate crisis is compounding it all, plus the pandemic. I also think about the simple fact that we could be sitting down in the shade and still get heat exhaustion. It's yes. 
it's it's just unbelievable uh heroes truly yes. to put food on our table uh, it, yes and you know what we had invited all 100 u.s senators to work in the field just because we are also pushing an immigration bill that would give farm workers a path to legalization the ability to go to their homes and visit relatives that they haven't seen in years and sometimes decades and we had two senators that um agreed to do it senator alex patilla from california and senator cory booker from new jersey and they did it they worked in the fields for six hours and i can tell you that at the end of the day they were exhausted their backs were hurting they they, they just and we're talking about two senators then that understand that the the, the farm workers uh, have a very important job in our country, not only to put for our table, but it's our food security. And it gave them a different level of understanding for this workforce. And I think I'm the type of person that I, I say, you know, the only way you know how difficult it is, is when you have done it or when you take the time to listen to farm workers and learn from them their 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 challenges their 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 uh, fights every day that they have to find the energy to work eight ten twelve hours sometimes it's it's if if you if you don't talk to farm work not not talk to farm workers if you don't listen to farm workers or have worked in the fields it is very difficult for anybody to truly understand uh, how challenging this work is. The UFW is sponsoring a walk with farm workers, a pilgrimage for 24 days and 335 miles, where people will walk from Deleno, California to Sacramento in this blazing heat starting on August 3rd. And it is for California Governor Gavin Newsom's signature on AB 2183, the California Ag Labor Relations Voting Choice Act. Late last year, a similar measure, AB 616, was vetoed by California Governor Gavin Newsom. And according to the UFW, it would have allowed workers union voting from home and allow them to cast a secret ballot in many of the same ways that California voters did in the recall election. Protests against this veto were staged on Cesar Chavez Day of this year, and uh, according to the UFW, Governor Gavin Newsom refused to meet with elected worker leaders, even when some marched to Newsom's personally owned winery. Why do the farm workers have to continuously sacrifice in order to get basic rights? What is the Voting Choice Act? Sarah, in California, when we vote for elected officials, when we voted for governor, when we voted in the recall, we do it in, in, a, in a way that we have options. You can do it in person if you want. You can get a, a mailing ballot if you want. You can ask somebody to help you fill out the ballot if you want. And you can ask somebody to deliver it to the mail or to the, to the uh, uh, um, voting uh, uh, places if you want to. So those are the things that we want for farm workers. Right now, the only way farm workers can vote whether or not they want union representation is at the employer's premises. Um, after farm workers were uh, 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 threatened 
some of them fired for the support of a union. So having only that option does not promote participation. We have seen in California that having those options has increased the number of people that are able to vote in, in, in whatever election. Last year, we uh, introduced the bill and during the recall time, do you know what farm workers were doing? They cannot vote because many of them are undocumented, but they were knocking on doors to make sure that people would go and vote against the recall. And a week later, Gavin Newsom vetoed the bill. We are reintroducing the same bill, and unfortunately, every gain that we get, that we are able to obtain for farm workers, it is a fight, it is a battle, it takes years. And one of the ways that we as a union have been able to get atten the attention of legislators, of supporters and governors is by marching. Because it is something that nobody else does. Nobody else has marched, you know, 300 miles, 400 miles, whatever it is, uh, to bring attention to the plight of farm workers. And Gavin Newsom knows this is last year and this year, this is the most important bill for farm workers. And we're going to make sure that our supporters, other farm workers, legislators, know, other labor unions, know that we are going to sacrifice this much because that's what it takes to get uh, legislation in favor of farm workers. Nothing has been easy for, for, for them. So we're willing to go again to this extent to make sure that the governor understands that this is something that if, if having options to vote for him, it is good enough for him, it should be good enough for farm workers. And even though the type of voting is different, right, uh, labor voting for um, in labor relations or voting for who's governor, the uh, idea is still the same choice uh, and the right to vote free of harassment. Also important to note that fairly early during the pandemic, Governor Newsom did come out with news about pandemic assistance for farm workers. He also appeared a calming spirit amidst the pandemic. But some notable vetoes on his part include at the end of 2020, Flashpoints reported that liberal Governor Newsom vetoed SB 1257, which would have given domestic workers the right to health and safety precautions and protections. We've been speaking with Teresa Romero, president of the United Farm Workers. The UFW is sponsoring a walk with farm workers, a pilgrimage for 24 days and 335 miles. The upcoming pilgrimage will retrace the route of the historic trek that Cesar Chavez led in 1966 from Del Leno all the way to the state capital in Sacramento. And that was to place farm workers' grievances before the governor and the legislature. Please tell us about kickoff day. Tell us about this pilgrimage. Um, what can we expect along the travels? We are going to be starting on August 3rd in Delano at 40 Acres, which is a historic site. That's what Caesar uh, organized uh, for many years and continues to be a place where farm workers 
uh, I feel comfortable. At one point, even when we were, you know, trying to get farm workers vaccinated, they were afraid. What if when I give my information, they do something with it? The moment they knew that we were going to get uh, a vaccines at 40 acres, thousands of farm workers get, came to get vaccinated. So that is a historic site. And we're going to be starting on August 3rd. We're going to, there is in our website, there's already a schedule from where to where each day. And we ask people to join us to make calls to the governor and say, you need to sign this bill. This is important for farm workers. They are the ones that are putting food on our table. And we want to make sure that as many emails, as many calls that our supporters can make. So he understands that this is something that not only the UFW and our movement wants, but also the consumers that are enjoying the, the fruits of, of this hard labor are uh, interested and are wanting to get these for farm workers. Who's actually marching? We have a, a, num a number of farm workers that are going to be the, the um, full-time workers that are marching. I'm going to be one of those people. I'm going to be marching for full-time. And what we're doing is in, at every city that we're going to be get, getting to and we're going to, or we're going to be starting, many people join us just for that day, for half a day. But it is to, in solidarity uh, uh, for farm workers. We have a committee that is working on having, uh, at the end of the day, you know, a, a reception of these uh, marches that are sacrificing so much. People are going to be there. People are going to be bringing some entertainment in some cases. They want to feed us there. We want to make these a part of the community. They are the people that are benefiting from uh, uh, the sacrifices of the farm workers. How do you intend to try to keep people safe from the heat and even violence while, while walking along the roads? You know, as you know, we're a nonviolent group. Marches that we've had, we have not experienced it. But we're uh, engaging every every police station in every town to let them know what we're doing. We're going to have people that are going to be knowledgeable. And if any of our workers, any of our marchers, any of our supporters are, are showing some signs of any heat illness, we would put them in a car. We would drive them for a mile in an air-conditioned place where they can recuperate themselves and make sure that they're safe. We're not putting anybody in, in danger. We are making sure that these marchers are going to be protected and that we're not going to, you know, we are the ones that fight for heat illness protections and we're going to make sure they're enforced. The kickoff for the farm workers march from Deleno to Sacramento for Governor Newsom's signature is going to be August 3rd at 8 a.m. at the 40 acre site in Deleno, California. It will start at 8 a.m. and I believe they're going to depart at 8 30. There'll be a mass and blessings at 8 a.m. and um, all walkers will depart at 8.30. So August 3rd from Deleno to August 26th to Sacramento. And there is a map on their website that will tell you all of the different stops and journeys. Um, and of course, their website will tell you more about the overall process and history of the UFW. Uh, you know, I, I keep thinking, like, how many times do they need to make a pilgrimage for the same things, you know, over and over, mm -hmm. the same the same things that countless other workers and job fields already enjoy? I also think about the beauty of this, but it is a, a very large sacrifice. One, they are putting themselves out there publicly. 
too, the heat is intense. And we think about all of these different sacrifices that people make for spiritual reasons and here for basic human rights and, and a right to, to vote without intimidation and harassment. I want to thank you so much, Teresa Romero, for joining us. And uh, Flashpoints will be there along the pilgrimage. Is there anything else you'd like people to know or, more, or how they can get more information? They can go to our website. They can call our offices if they want more information. We are wanting them to be a part of this because, like you said, this is historic. And I want to thank Flashpoints for giving us the opportunity to talk about it, for you being there and being part of history, Sarah, because we once again are doing something that we have to work harder, that we have to sacrifice more to get any gains for farm workers when it is time that they're treated like any other worker in this country. Thank you so much, Teresa Romero. Thank you very much, Sarah. Thank you very much for really doing this for farm workers. All right. Thank you. And we'll, we'll see you on the road. We'll see you on the third. <laughs> Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. For Flashpoints, I'm Sarah Blanco. All right. Welcome back to Full Circle right here on 94.1 FM, KPFA and KPFA.org. We are part of the Pacifica Radio Network. You just heard First Voice graduate Sarah Blanco speaking with the United Farm Workers President, Teresa Romero. Thank you, Sarah B. And thank you, Teresa, for being such a courageous leader of this historic union, the UFW. That interview first aired on Flashpoints last week in the lead up to the March to Sacramento for the governor's signature. This is a 335-mile pilgrimage from Delano, California to Sacramento. So fast forward from that interview, and now members of the La Onda and Full Circle crew have packed up and headed down here to Delano for the kickoff of the march. Once we arrived at the world-famous 40-acre site in Delano, there were already hundreds of people gathering there for the kickoff of this historic event. There in the crowd, surrounded by photographers and news outlets, was Dolores Huerta. And as many KPFA listeners know, Dolores Huerta has a long history of organizing from back in the 50s and 60s, coming out of Stockton, California, and working with Cesar Chavez, all the way through the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, all the way here into 2022. She's 92 years old and she continues to inspire. Myself and Sarah Blanco caught up to the civil rights icon in the middle of the crowd and got this short interview. It starts with Dolores talking about coming out to support the march. Check it out. I'm here to uh, help give, giving them the send off, you might say. And uh, uh, we hope that everybody will be safe. I want everybody to drink a lot of water. Uh, and it's just wonderful to see the wonderful support the, that the United Farm Workers has. And to see people coming from all over the state of California uh, to come here to join them as they start their march. So, you know, we wish them well. And uh, just uh, hope that uh, the goals that they want will be achieved. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And is there anything in particular you'd like to say about what they're marching for today? Well, uh, they're marching to try to uh, 
uh, facilitate and make the uh, representation process uh, more easier for the farmworkers to gain representation. Uh, but we also have to say uh, to the growers out there that you know that they keep uh, they keep fighting uh, for the farmworkers to be able to have their union. And uh, took many, think, many, many years of struggle to get the basic human rights for farm workers. You know, uh, to get the, the right to have a union, like to get unemployment insurance, to get bathrooms in the field that the farm workers didn't have before. A lot of sacrifices that were made by martyrs that we have in the union that were killed just to get those basic human rights, and it shouldn't be that way. And so I think the message has to be out there to the growers. Uh, give farm workers their democratic right uh, to have a union, okay? This is a message we want to give out there to the farm workers, to the growers, okay? Please recognize these are essential workers. These are the people that put the food on everybody's table, including them, you know? And without the farm workers, uh, you could not prosper. So it's time to recognize the workers and recognize their union. And uh, how do you feel like the governor of California has been treating our farm workers and uh, you know our immigrants so far? Well, we know that the governor uh, gave a, a, a lot of money during the stimulus to undocumented workers. I think we're the only state that did that. Uh, we know that the governor has just signed, a, a included in his budget, and that undocumented people, a lot of whom are farm workers, are going to have uh, be covered under our medical plan. This is again, the first state in the United States of America. Uh, so I think that the governor has uh, uh, been uh, very supportive of uh, workers in general uh, in, in the state of California. Any words for Teresa Romero? I heard that the president of the UFW is marching full time. Yeah, well, God bless her. <laughs> I know. Uh, so and, no, she's, she's a wonderful human being, and we're so happy to see that the farm workers have a strong woman uh, as their president. And not only her, but you know, the majority of the board are, are women also, so I think it really says something. So now we have a woman who is the head of the Farm Workers Union. We have a woman who is the head of the California Labor Federation, Lorena Gonzalez, and the national union in the United States, Liz Schuler. So, I mean, this really pretends to be really good uh, for our whole country. And uh, what would you like to say like to the average American when they're like eating their vegetables or enjoying the food that um, these farm workers pick? And, you know, we get a lot of the rhetoric from like the, uh, the Trump type people to um, bash the immigrants. But, you know, remind people when they're eating and, you know, where all this is coming from. Yeah, if they can just remember whatever they're eating that some farm worker and some farm workers' family is responsible for you having the food on your table. And just remember them. And also support the farm workers in every which way that you can because they are the essential, the most essential workers, you might say, you know, that really take care of us because they nourish us. They nourish our bodies, and we want you to help nourish their souls and their health by supporting them. And I know that they have the spirit of those who came before them, um, behind them today, and then the strength and the power and the perseverance and the fantastic footsteps of those who are still alive and fighting, such as yourself today. The Lotus, what an honor. Thank you no, for thank speaking you. with us. And thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much. Thank you. Gracias, Dolores. One of the most important weapons, instruments in any cause, in any movement, in any strike, 
is the picket sign. We wrote a song about this. It's in Spanish. We call it El Picket Sign. Desde Texas a California, campesinos están luchando. Desde Texas a California, campesinos están luchando. Los rancheros a llore y llore. De huelga ya están bien pandos el picket sign, el picket sign. Lo llevo por todo el día, el picket sign, el picket sign. Conmigo toda la vida, ya tenemos más del año. Peleando con esta huelga, ya tenemos más del año. Peleando con esta huelga, un ranchero ya murió. Y el otro y así su abuela, el piquet sign, el piquet sign. Lo llevo por todo el día, el piquet sign, el piquet sign. Conmigo toda la vida. All right, welcome back to Full Circle right here on 94.1 FM, KPFA and KPFA.org. We are part of the Pacifica Radio Network. You just heard El Picket Sign by Rolas de Aslan. And of course, that is one of the iconic songs of the movement made famous by Teatro Campesino, a group of musicians dedicated to make music for the movement. Some of the lyrics to the song El Picket Sign go as follows. The picket sign, the picket sign, I carry it all day with me. The picket sign, the picket sign, with me throughout my life. From Texas to California, farm workers are fighting. From Texas to California, farm workers are fighting. And the growers are a-crying, a-crying. From the strike, they're knuckling under. Those are some of the lyrics from El Picket Sign. And before that song, you heard from UFW and civil rights veteran Dolores Huerta. And we kicked off the show with an in-depth interview with Teresa Romero, the current president of the UFW. Thank you, Sarah B., for that. Now let's hear from these two powerful women as they fired up the crowd just before the march began. Here they are speaking to the crowd of 200-plus people who showed up for the kickoff of this historic pilgrimage. And remember, this was a bilingual event, but I did do some editing for our English-speaking audiences. But you will hear a little English and a little Spanish. Check it out. Vamos a presentar a nuestra líder de la Unión de Campesinos, Teresa Romero, que se encuentra acá detrás de mí. Pásale, Teresa. Muy buenos días. Good morning, everybody. I want to thank everybody for being here in support of farm workers. These are the people that put food on our tables every single day. Farm workers continue to work to put food on our tables. They do it under the pandemic. They do it because high temperatures, when there is fires, when there is pesticides being sprayed, and they're every day in the fields harvesting the food that we enjoy every day. Farm workers are essential workers. Let's treat them like essential workers. We are here to make sure that this pilgrimage that many workers are joining, many supporters like you are joining, is going to represent what we have done throughout our history with Cesar Chavez, with Dolores Huerta, and all those uh, people who came before us. Quiero darle las gracias, Dolores, por favor. Ven, Dolores. 
quisiera, ella está aquí con nosotros y yo quisiera que también nos dijera unas palabras porque ella es una de las fundadoras de nuestro movimiento y ah, le agradezco muchísimo que esté aquí hoy con nosotros. Sí se puede. So, I just want to say thank all of you for being here. This is such an important march that you're doing. We know that California is one of the richest states in the, in the United States of America. And the Central Valley here contributes to that wealth by all of the agriculture. And so we want the growers to know, and we want this march to reach their hearts and their consciousness to know that why they, the farm workers contribute to their wealth, the farm worker families are still very poor, and their children are very poor. And we should not be second class or third class citizens. So with your march and all the sacrifice that you're doing, we hope that if this will reach the consciousness and the hearts of the growers and also the heart of the governor, okay? So, si se puede y adelante. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Teresa uh, uh, Dolores Huerta, uh, for your kind words. I'd just like to give a recognition for, raise your hand if you uh, are someone who joined the original march in 1966. Please raise your hand. All right. We have Dolores, of course. El Capitan, Señor Roberto Bustos. Anybody else? I didn't catch them. Has anybody, raise your hand. If you joined the 1994 historic pilgrimage that took place from Delano to Sacramento. Wow, we have a young man here. That's fantastic. And Dolores, of course. And you too, brother? Unas palabras? We marched to Sacramento in 1966. And to me, this brings a lot of memories. A lot of memories from the 40 acres. We, this is where we were fighting the companies, the growers from this place. Five years, we've seen each other here, five years in Delano working and fighting for rights of farm workers. In 1966, I was named El Capitan of the 1966 March to Delano to Sacramento. And I'm here again, I'm still marching. Para los peregrinos, let me tell you, peregrinos, we've we already paved the road to Sacramento. You can't get lost. Follow, follow our footprints. You're gonna see our footprints along the way. Si sí, se puede con el capitán. Se puede o no se puede. Se puede o no se puede. Sí se puede. Welcome back to Full Circle right here on 94.1 FM KPFA and kpfa.org, part of the Pacifica Radio Network. We are listening to the kickoff of the March to Sacramento for the governor's signature. This is a 24-day, 335-mile pilgrimage to get the governor's signature on AB 2183, the right for farm workers to unionize without fear of intimidation or retaliation. Also there to kick off the event in a prayerful manner were members of AIM, the American Indian Movement. This is Shirley Garcia of the Mono Tribe and Wounded Knee, both of the American Indian Movement. From the Mono Tribe, please welcome Shirley Garcia, who's going to welcome us into prayer. Good morning, welcome. 
um, thank you for taking care of the land. Thank you for coming and being here to um, to walk on this special event. Um, my name is Shirley Guevara. I'm a Dunlap Band of Monos. Uh, they couldn't speak, find anybody at short notice to the, from the Yokut community, but uh, Monos and Yokuts are, are very similar in what we do. And before we even start an event, before we start a meeting, before we start anything, we offer a prayer because we are here on Grandmother Earth and, and she gives everything to us so that we can live and we can survive as people. And so I would just like to offer a quick prayer. Grandfather, thank you for everything. Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for all the folks that have joined us here today to walk this walk. Thank you for our elders. Thank you for those that went before us. Grandfather, we ask for a special blessing for those little ones that will be coming in, that we would take in our places. Thank you for the farm workers who work in the fields to bring the food to the table. We worked alongside with them as well, shoulder to shoulder. We sweated with them. We worked with them. We welcomed them. We ate together. We broke bread together. We gave thanks together. We just want to say thank you for everything and bless the walk that they get there safely and nothing happens to them on their way and that they are welcomed with whatever city they come into and they are nourished and nothing happens. And thank you for everyone who has lended support in this event and we just want to say thank you oh 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 and I this time I would like to introduce um, thank you I just got to give you a little brief history about the American Indian movement the American Indian movement walked with Caesar in 1966 we have always supported the Latinos the Mexican and other people who join us on this walk. So we're here to support you. We know the struggle of your people. I come out the fields with Cesar Chavez. I know Dolores Walter. I know Paul Chavez. I know the people. We've been 500 mile runners and we've been running for many, many years. And we want to thank the Creator for everything that He gives us on this earth. And you know what? Cesar Chavez would be very proud of you for walking for your people. Who's going to work them fields beside you? Who's going to work them? I worked them fields, and I know how hard it is when I got 10 cent a bucket and 25 cent for a box of fruit. So I know the struggle that you go through every day, working hard, working hard for everything. And Cesar Chavez, your ancestors, should be very proud of you to walk today. Stay safe, stay in prayer, and we want to present you with a banner. And I hope they can roll it out. I know the walk is 10 miles. We walked across the United States in 1978, and it took five and a half months because they had 11 bills pending in Congress against Native American people and your people. And we met Muhammad Ali, who supported us. So I want to give this medicine to Dolores Warta. She had worked very hard. I want to give this medicine to Dolores. I know her. She's very good. She has always been with the American Indian Movement and Dennis Banks. 
of the American Indian Movement. So we're here to support you. And we hope you accept this banner. We're here to support you in your struggle to protect the land and your ancestors. Because Cesar Chavez should be very proud of you. He's looking down at you, and your ancestors are looking down at you. So this is what we bring you to support you in your struggle. Thank you very much. And we say, oh, Matakiasi, and ho, ho. Yeah. All right. Welcome back to Full Circle right here on 94.1 FM KPFA and KPFA.org. We are part of the Pacifica Radio Network. And tonight you have been listening to sounds of the kickoff ceremony of the march to Sacramento from Delano, California for the United Farm Workers. That last voice you just heard was AIM member Wounded Knee. And before that, you heard Shirley Garcia helping to kick off the ceremonies in our prayerful way. After the prayers and the opening ceremonies, the marchers headed out on the first leg of their journey, a 14-mile walk in the 100-degree heat from Delano to Rich Grove, California. When the marchers arrived in Rich Grove, they ended the day at the Rich Grove Water District building. After a short rest, everyone broke up and went to their guest houses for the night, and the next morning, I spoke with the vice mayor of Delano, California, and host for the night of two of the long-distance marchers. This is Veronica Vasquez. Here's what she had to say about becoming the vice mayor of Delano and what she looks forward to doing as an elected official to support the farm workers and the march. All right, this is Free Will and Franklin for Full Circle. Still out here. Now we're in Rich Grove. And it was the first stop on the first day of the march. And it was a 100-degree night. It felt like the the clouds just kept the heat in all night. And, well, it was just uh, it was terrible sleeping last <laughs> night. Um, but I'm joined here by uh, the vice mayor of the city of Rich Grove. Uh, oh, sorry, of Delano. And she helped house some of the folks. Let me just have you introduce your, yourself real quick. My name is Veronica Vasquez. I'm the vice mayor of the city of Delano. And so how does it feel, for one thing, just to be um, a vice mayor of such a, a world-famous city for being you know, such a small place? It seems like everybody knows of Delano from the grape strikes and the march. Um, tell us about your quick journey to becoming vice mayor of Delano. And uh, Born and raised in the city of Delano. Sorry, I get emotional when I talk about my family history. <laughs> it's just um, uh, I, I do this because of my family. Um, my grandparents, uh, uh, Jenny and Florentino Vasquez, did the fundraising for United Farm Workers. So I grew up at the 40 acres while they brought in all the bands to raise the money to, to, to get the people to continue to march. So I've been doing this um, since I was little and didn't realize I was part of a movement until I got into college. Uh, I went to school in the Bay Area and, when I, and that's when Cesar Chavez became a national holiday. And I was like, well, you guys don't know about him. I grew up knowing about him. You know, I grew up seeing him stand next to my grandpa. You're like, who's that man that looks like my grandpa? <laughs> you know, so and that's the reason I went off to college so I could come back home so that I could help my community and um, in 2020 I decided to run for um, for city council and uh, I'm proud to say I had the most votes <laughs> in any race um, but that speaks volumes because um, I went uh, I'm also a union president for SEIU 521 the Kern County employees and I, I knock on doors I help people you know labor is how people get insurance, how they get overtime, you know, the basic necessities of what somebody needs. So I had to help with this march. I had to house people because 
that's what it's all about. It's helping and helping the movement. And that's what I grew up doing. So every time I talk about it, I get emotional because you know, like this is deep roots. This is what it's all about. You know, this is what makes me happy and my heart happy because I know it's helping the community and it's helping nationwide. What we do here, I mean, like you said, the city of Delano may be small, but we're well known for the tough work that we do and the paving that we do for the movement. And that's why I house and um, I house Lourdes, uh, Gardeness yesterday and there's going to be a documentary on this and the film crew went to my home yesterday and they interviewed her and it, it was just so beautiful just to hear her story and hear why she's doing it and it just made me you know even then realize more I'm just happy that I could be part of a small part of it because she's the one doing the walk she's the one going to Sacramento I'm just glad I could give her a cold place to sleep in and a nice bed for her and well, her sister. Well, let's talk about what is the city of Delano doing to protect the farm workers? Because we, we know like statewide or even in the United States in general, there can be um, a lot of discouragement of farm workers or um, used as like some sort of political scapegoats. But what are you all doing in the city of Delano to take care and protect the people that feed the nation? What we're doing is we're trying to get elected officials to get into office so that they can make those changes and change those policies. And that's what we try to do in our city is to be the, the stomping ground to make that happen. That's the main goal because right now our city council is majority of pro-union and that's a big deal. And it, it was exciting for many when we took over the council in 2020. And talk about, um, you mentioned you housed a couple of the folks. Tell us again a little bit more about um, you know what it was like just to have a couple guests that you know were on this this pilgrimage some people are calling it it was beautiful I, I i made it a point to make it special for them i had a sign out there for them i had balloons out there my neighborhood knew i was housing people i, I wanted it to be known to everybody that I was doing something beautiful for these people because I know they're going to be on a long journey. You know, I made it you know, a point to have, you know, Gatorades, waters, you know, flowers next to their bed. <laughs> you know, I wanted I wanted them to feel special because they were special to me and, and they're special to making this happen. And it, it was just, you know, and the fact that, you know, when they showed up, you know, they did get teary eyed, you know, they did feel special. And that's what I wanted to do for them because to me, they're special and they're they're the real reason this is happening. They're doing the hard work and it was it was nice you know I, I like I said my family was part of the movement so I brought out some old um, photo albums of my grandfather's of old clippings of when, <laughs> when they marched in the 60s 70s 80s and my grandfather passed away in the early 90s so I brought out all my books I um, I was my family gave me all the, the family heirlooms of I have magazines I have books um, I have a book that Dolores Huerta signed and she's like hold on to this there's only a hundred copies <laughs> So that's what we did last night. We, we had a moment together and we went over, you know, just different things and, you know, just talking about the history of the movement, you know, and then telling her you're keeping, you know, you're keeping that, that history going <laughs> by what you're doing currently. And a lot of people, we just talked a little bit about um, how the immigrants or the people doing the farm labor uh, may just be frowned upon. They're not always getting the benefits that um, regular citizens are getting of the United States. Talk about why it's so important to um, keep them in mind and not forget about them and also talk about you know how we wouldn't be able to eat the fruits and vegetables if we would <laughs> they, they 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 give us our simple you know they, our everyday food 
And like you said, one of the things during the pandemic that the city did is we did a lot of food distributions for them. You know, we had a monthly and that was something that wasn't being done. We made sure that we had a lot of vaccination clinics, you know, make sure that, you know, they were getting it because they don't have the medical. And those are the things that need to happen that you need, we need to provide to them. And, you know, we're still looking for more resources on how we can help, you know, undocumented people because that's what it's about. I mean, they're, they're a good population of my community. And I definitely don't forget and neither do my colleagues. And we make it a point to let them know that. Like I said, the person I had at my home was special, but they're also special as farm workers. And we want them to know that they're special and that they're a priority for us as a council. And I guess before I let you go, just what would you like to say to people out there listening to this and um, just knowing that there's people right now walking still today and they got 22, 23 more days to head all the way to Sacramento? I would highly encourage them to, if they can't be there, to greet them, to join them, then to donate. And then also when the documentary launches their website to donate to the documentary because the documentary is going to need money to actually execute the documentary. So there's many different ways that people can help out with this movement. And they have lots of opportunities because they're going to be stopping at a lot of, lot of towns throughout the California. <laughs> All right, so I've been speaking with Veronica Vasquez, the vice mayor of Delano. Is there anything else you want to say to anybody out there? Nope, just thank you, be supportive. And if you can't open up your pocketbooks to help this happen, and when you see these people, talk to them, hear their stories because they're very special. Definitely, they're feeding us. So thank you very much. Yes, thank you. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Full Circle, everyone. This is 94.1 FM, KPFA and KPFA.org. We are part of the Pacifica Radio Network, and you just heard my interview with Victoria Vasquez, the vice mayor of the city of Delano, and she was commenting and sharing her thoughts about the march to Sacramento from Delano to get the governor's signature on the bill to secure voting rights for farm workers. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank everybody that's out here helping support this crew of marchers and everybody that is actually taking on the task and walking these 335 miles. I'm not going to lie and say I marched on both days that I've been here, but I did march about 10 miles yesterday. It was over 100 degrees out there, and I just wanted to share some of my thoughts with you all as we head into these next weeks and these marchers continue on to Sacramento. During our march through the city of Rich Grove and on to Terabella, we passed through orchards of olives, of citrus fruit like grapefruit, lemon, oranges, all around us was agricultural equipment, tractors, tankers, and farm workers working out in the fields in this temperature. As we walked those miles, I kept thinking about those folks that are actually out here working every day in this tremendous heat. And for what? To feed the people of America. That's right, to feed us. I'm also reminded of the people that die every year due to heat-related illnesses out here in these fields. As I keep walking, I keep those thoughts in mind. And when we finally got to our rest point, we were treated to food, water, Gatorades, and everybody was happy to take a break and reflect on the first leg of the day's journey. And before we headed out to finish the last three hours of our journey, a woman came into the yard carrying a large United Farm Workers banner. And next to the farm workers symbol was the Virgin de Guadalupe. Everyone was excited to see the banner, and when people held it up, 
the woman that brought the banner began to sing, and I'll let you hear that as we get ready to wrap up tonight. And that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Remember to check out our website, kpfaapprentice.org, just after the show for pictures, archive shows, and important links and information related to tonight's show and all of our shows. Shout out to the Full Circle crew, our executive producer, Miss M. Joy Moore is our production consultant, and me, Freewell and Franklin. I am the technical director for this show, Full Circle, and I have also been your host tonight. Another big shout out and special thank you to Sarah Blanco, Miguel Gavilan Molina, and Pedro Reyes for traveling down here to Delano for the kickoff of this historic event and reporting back to you, the KPFA listeners. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, while you're out there, to please protect your health and also your humanity. And stay tuned to KPFA, because up next is La Onda Bajita and our own Sarah Blanco will be reporting more sounds from the United Farm Workers event in Delano, California, coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. So stay tuned, everyone, and good night.